That was a practice run. Oh, fucking hell. Right, are we recording now? The red light is flashing this time. Congratulations on the marvels of modern technology. Right, let's fucking do this again then. Yeah. Hello and welcome to episode 58 of the Two Star Podcast. Uh, again, uh, my name is Adam and I am still joined by Graham. Wagwan. And by Dan. I am definitely still Daniel. I Correct. Uh, and you still haven't managed to come up with anything funny to say, so well done on that. So, or that's not racist. Or that's not racist. So that's moving good. swiftly on, because we've already done this, and thanks to the wonders of modern technology, it failed to uh, materialise in the ether, um, we shall begin with the news that internet filth provider RedTube have decided to jump on the growth industry of pornographic magazines in the papery form. It's easier than uh, leaving folk telephones in the woods, isn't it? Yeah, and a lot cheaper. Um yeah. Now, apparently uh, it has been described, or it, it will be described, or they have described it as going to be, I'm not sure the tenses are a bit messy here, um, a men's general lifestyle monthly with a photo-heavy emphasis on explicit sexual content, which I think means nudie pictures. I mean, if you're going to release a jazz mag, just say it's a jazz mag. Um, my, um, my monthly lifestyle does not tend to exclude, include you know, explicit sexual... Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Like, your daily lifestyle includes explicit sexual it, it doesn't count. It exclusively uh, involves pictures of naked women. Masturbating is, is literally the purpose of buying this magazine. Men's lifestyle equals masturbating. I, I yes. was joking... Oh, no, fine. I was joking about how I don't get any sex, but anyway. that clearly. Oh, I see. But you do get a lot of um, yeah. pornographic material. Yes. Obviously, I have the internet. So, um, apparently, uh, the publication will seek to capture a web feel, which I think is groping. I don't really know the lingo these days. Pixelation. Okay. Um, And talk about everything from scotch tasting, uh, something to do with the north, um, to the art of the ethical threesome, which I believe is uh, ensuring that they're, like, free range. Mm. (laughs) It does imply rather an outsideness as well, which makes me uncomfortable. Well, I mean, you know, it's all about being green. Um, I, I don't like um, battery-farmed threesome partners. No, no, it's very unhealthy. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's fine while you're, you know, engaged in the act, but afterwards you feel a bit guilty, don't you? Mm. Fucking hell, it's going to be $10 an issue. What? How does that make any Ooh. sense? Uh, well, presumably they're intending to make up the money just by, like... Not selling a lot of copies because who the fuck's going to pay ten pound ten dollars for a printed pornographic magazine from the people what like gave you low quality stolen pornography on the internet? What's what's ten dollars these days? About two hundred and eighty pounds, isn't uh, it? Something like that. Let's do an actual conversion live right now uh, so that we know what these things are. Even though it will probably have dropped even further by the time this goes live. Uh, Rates so- may go up as well as down. At current exchange rates, that's seven pounds and fifty-seven pence. That sounds. Um, um, I don't know. I was going to say something, but I didn't. This basically does sound like the people at RedTube sitting around a table having a weird, creative Silicon Valley idea set. Sitting around a disgusting table. <laughs> yes. Uh, going. What can we do to just really twist the knife on all of the porn people that we put out of business? I know, let's make a shitty magazine like they used to do and laugh at them because they can't afford to do that anymore. I mean, I... RedTube aren't even a proper porn site, are they? I mean, nobody uses RedTube, do they? Well, I mean, I presume they do. Like, it's got to be profitable enough that... It's Pornhub, YouPorn... RedTube. But nobody, you know, nobody goes to RedTube these days. 
I don't think. I don't really know. I mean, uh, I don't, I don't ask look. around, I suppose. Does Alexa do rankings for porn sites? Is Alexa a porn star? No, it's Amazon's like digital uh, wanking thing, uh, like right. analytics. That's the word, not wanking. Right. Um, I mean, you know, very similar. But let's see. Wankalytics. Find RedTube.com. How popular is RedTube.com? Global rank 189th. That's pathetic. Yeah, but that's that's quite a lot. What's the number one ranked website then? Uh, you porn. They must they must publish like a top ten every now and then. Yeah, probably. YouTube, Facebook, and Baidu. So, oh yeah, Yahoo still. <laughs> no one uses Yahoo. Even people who work for Yahoo don't use Yahoo. Well, they've just been bought by Verizon for some billion dollars. Like £2.60, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, something like that. Apparently Yahoo still beats Amazon. Or Amazon.com, anyway. I can only assume that's caused by millions of people who have it set as their homepage and don't know how to change it. Well, it could be. And also the fact that Amazon has a different um, top-level domain for every country. That is also true. But Yahoo's got loads of those, too. Yeah, but nobody ever goes to anything apart. You you would go to your local Amazon, but you wouldn't go to your local Yahoo. Well, I mean, you wouldn't go to any Yahoo, I suppose. It's still mm. like 12 places higher than Bing, which is hilarious too. Well, that's weird. You would expect Bing to be much, much higher for precisely the same reason. Yeah, loads of people do. No, it's because most, you see, most people will still have an Internet Explorer browser from when the homepage was set by default to msn.com. Yeah. <laughs> But then that should be higher than Yahoo, shouldn't it? That, it none of this explains why yeah, Yahoo. Only like is. nine people actually have internet. Explorer I suppose, anymore. yeah. Um, or use it regularly, anyway. Um, so yeah, um, I will uh, doubtless not pick up their first issue in December. Well, I'll look forward to going to WH Smith and asking them to order it in for me. I suspect it will only be initially distributed in the United States, which means you may have to get it on import. Oh, for goodness' sakes! So, well, that's uh, that's going to be. Um, unsustainable, isn't it? I mean, after the, much, after yeah. a, a four or five wanks, yeah, it's not not going to be a particularly good value. For a lot of things are unsustainable after four or five wanks, aren't they? That's true. I'm frankly shocked that the top porn site comes in at fifty three, which is xvideos.com. Oh yeah, that's the other big one, isn't it? Yeah. I guess you know that. People are doing other things as well as looking at pornography. Like, there's only so many hours of the day that you can spend looking at pornography. Yeah, 24. (laughs) Um, Whereas, like, some people have to go to work and do work things that don't involve looking at pornography, and then they must be visiting other websites. Yeah, but everybody's got a smartphone, haven't they? So Mm, they're always they're they're always looking at pornography while they're at work. Have you seen the sheer volume of people fired for watching porn on work computers? No, I haven't. Where are they all congregating? I don't know, but there's just lots of them about. How do you know this? Uh, Because some person told me. It's totally true. It must be. Well, that's an excellent source. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. Yeah, continuing our reputation for reliable journalism and not just making shit up. Right, so moving on from the lies that Dan is telling and will presumably continue to tell in a desperate attempt to dig himself out of the hole that he's got himself into. Uh, Graham, I believe uh, you have a tragic tale of our declining national industry. Well, yeah, unfortunately so. It's um, yet another of our um, noble traditions is going to fall by the wayside um, because the Chessington bubble works are being closed down. And this is a direct result of George Osborne doing a deal with the Chinese to flood the market with cheap bubbles 
and we just can't compete anymore. Doubtless they'll be full of lead too. Mm. Yep, yep. And it's tragic, really, because I mean, for the it's, for the people of Chessington, you went to work in either the world of adventures or the bubble works, and uh, you know, three generations from one family worked in the bubble works, making the bubbles for the fizzy drinks, yeah. and Bankrupt. now, Probably and now. Yeah, exactly, and and it's the last one. There aren't really any other bubble works in the country. I mean, there's you know, artisanal bubble artists and yeah, but stuff, I mean, but like nothing mass, mass, nothing on this on the scale of uh, of Chessington, yeah. and it's it's just very sad to see the uh, the industry going down the down the pan. Yeah, I mean, it's disappointing to be honest. I mean, it's exactly the kind of thing that you would think the government would want to step in and assist with. Um, and they had the op- they had the op- opportunity to renationalise um, the bubble works a few years ago, but then Madame Two Swords um, uh, led a consortium that bought them out, and they've just been you know, just been asset stripping. Bullshit. That's what it is. It is bullshit, and um, it's emerged this week that the government actually voted against EU um, tariffs on. Bubble imports from China, so they've directly contributed well, to the. Well, they would, wouldn't they? It's the yeah. Brexit nonsense all over again. Yeah. yeah. So our uh, yeah, unfortunately, um, come September, the bubble works will be closing their doors, um, and that's just another. We have to put big... up with some foreign muck. Yeah, exactly. We, we, foreign bubbles air... in all of your fizzy beer and um, pop. I use air pollution built in. Yeah, it'd be awful. Yeah, I mean, who knows what kind of. Uh, Gases are going into the bubbles in in Fanta these days when it's uh, made in other countries. Yeah. So uh, Jeremy Corbyn has said that he would save the bubble works, but it's uh, we're too late by the time he's um, got the uh, Labour Party back in some kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be after the apocalypse when that happens, isn't it? So uh, yeah, I mean, what what hope is there? The, the Tories aren't going to uh, protect. Protect what was once a noble industry. The Liberal Democrats. No. <laughs> I mean, we could we could potentially look at, at shifting production to Scotland. Yeah, well, I suppose. I mean, I'm sure the SNP would be amenable to that sort of thing. The problem is, you don't have the raw materials up there. That's it's true. all it's yeah. marsh gas and heather, isn't it? it? Makes it too expensive. You've got to ship everything up from Chessington. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, Hopefully, um, they'll be able to find some of the workers' jobs at Chessington Tyres instead. Yeah. Um, that's the only other big industry in, in Chessington, isn't it, really? But, you know, sometimes, I suppose, if that's the only option, um, it's not like, you know, bubble manufacture is a, an easily transferable skill. No. Well, that's all very depressing. To depress you in a slightly different way, um, I'm sure that you are both very familiar with the wonderful world of vaping. Oh, it's, it's something that I've been planning on getting into for a long time. I'm just uh, waiting for them to make um, nicotine-free e-cigarettes, and then I'm all over it. Excellent. Well, I, I would like to uh, to regale you with the tale of a $90 electronic cigarette with a fucking touchscreen built into it. Well, that seems um, completely necessary and not not in any way superfluous. Yeah, so the... touchscreen? Uh, well, so the ver- vert... I presume it's supposed to be pronounced Vertex, but it's just capital V-E-R-T-X. Yeah. Um, the Vertex Plus, well, it looks like a pen, basically. 
but it has like little touch screen on it that you slide your finger across to like turn the voltage up and down. Ah, oh, that sounds tremendously exciting. So you can adjust it from anywhere from three and a half to four and a half volts. So wow. this sounds like a genius marketing trick in that you'll buy it, you'll have it for a week, you'll think it's cool, then you'll drop it and the touchscreen will break and it won't work anymore. Then you'll have to buy a new one. It's like planned obsolescence, but much, much nastier. Apparently mm. the uh, the enhanced battery life promises bigger clouds and better battery life. Oh, well, that's what you want, isn't it? Um, so everyone will know that you are a vapour, um, just in case you, for whatever reason, have been struck dumb and unable to constantly tell them about how you vape. It's a bit weird, isn't it? But I just thought you'd like to know that if you... I mean, if you don't want touchscreen, you can buy the touchscreen-free version for a mere $50. I bet anyone uh, smoking that would look incredibly cool. I, how, how would you be able to ignore them? Yeah, exactly. They would just... And not just like they're sucking on a pen. So I have yeah. I have a cynical question li- linking to our previous topic of conversation. That's not really our mo, is it? Can you play pornography on the touchscreen? Oh, I mean, someone's going to mod it. Yeah, um, but I imagine that it's a fairly straight. Like, it's probably going to end up like the whack porn that people yeah. put together, where you know you're dealing with a small screen, possibly just like a, a small LED uh, segment. Mm. Uh, or LCD based device at which point you might I mean you obviously won't but most people might struggle to to wake themselves off to a a three pixel image of a naked woman so effectively we're talking it's like writing boobies on your calculator Uh, I think that might be about the level that we're looking at yeah Um, well somebody's going to have to put an accelerometer in this thing so that you can have a lady in bra and pants and when you turn it upside down they fall off yep we we should be writing these in if they're prepared to make a $90 one, they're prepared to make a $100 one. We should actually um, probably patent that. Mm. I guarantee you that no one else has thought of it. How do you make um, a vape stick e-cigarette thing? I imagine you get some electronics. You basically get like a heating element and a bottle of like pure nicotine and you like pour the nicotine onto the heating element and suck. And put some blue LEDs on it. Oh, yeah, well, you've got to pimp it, obviously. Well, we, we need to release... I don't think um, podcasts are tapping into this market yet. We need to get it, we need to get in on the ground floor and uh, release a two-star podcast vape kit. Yeah, that might work. Mm. I'm sure that's something that uh, that we could do. I mean, like, I think there might be some safety concerns. Mm, yeah, but they're very much concerns for other people. That's a very good point. Thank you for raising it. Yeah, so um, I think people would reasonably pay upwards of $90 for... Um, I'm just wondering how you tie it in. I suppose you could put flash memory in it and a 3.5mm jack. That is actually... Well, no, th- these are vapors. They're not going to want to listen to the podcast privately. They're going to want everyone to know they're listening to the podcast. So you'd have to go, like, full pimp my ride with this. Uh, so that's like a big... Massive big... speakers hanging off the side of your head or something that mm. somehow Bluetooth to your vape stick. The amplifier's going to be tricky to miniaturise, isn't it? Well, they're smokers. You could probably just shove it up their arse and they wouldn't notice. And I guess it's going to need Wi-Fi or 3G, but it's it's going to end up quite expensive. How much How much is a smartphone Ooh, these days? 400 quid? I think we could probably do it for about 400 quid. Get a cheap one, so I'm sure we can bring the price down, especially if we go with really low-quality materials. Yeah, you've got the to make it. Fine. 
we're we're going to have to make them in bulk. That's how you that's how you save money these days. So we're mm. going to need to get, I would say, about three hundred thousand units. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so Dan, if you could just uh, speak with your contacts in China um, and sort out the manufacturing and um, get the ball rolling on that, and I'll um, I'll just drum up some uh, some market buzz. Yeah. And Adam, you can uh, you can write the documentation. Excellent. Yeah, I can get that done. It's not a problem. Can't be difficult. No, idiots on businesses. Look at put mouth here. Suck. Breathe out. Tell everyone. That's another feature we could add. If we've got the podcast broadcasting speakers, you could record your own voice and loop back your speech about how amazing vaping is. Mm. Thus, allowing you to vape more and tell people that you're vaping even while you're vaping. Oh yeah, because that's precious moments that they're inhaling um, and savouring the wonderful uh, butterscotch taste. Mm. Uh, that they can't be telling somebody that they they had, haven't had a cigarette for six months because now they're vaping. Yeah, but there's money in here, guys. We, we we just need to just need to work at it. Yeah, I think we'll probably have to go to the bank and get a sizable loan. That's fine. I, I hear that the banks are very confident about business at the moment and pretty much willing to give money to anyone. So uh, I would think so. Yeah. Um, and we'll have to make sure we pay for everything in euros. Yes. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's something to consider. We'll report back next week on how um, the Mighty Podcast business initiative is going. Hmm. I would like to tell you about an Australian man. Mm-hmm. Well, his name is Alan George Matthews, and he's been... Yeah, he... Uh, Math- oh, Math- him. Matthew. I suppose they'd call him Matho, yeah. Allo Giorgio Matho. Matho. Yeah. Um, he's been in a bit of a pickle with the old Rosers because uh, he responded to an advert on the internet posted well, by well, yeah, somebody, somebody um, with a medical issue posted uh, an advert on the internet asking him to meet him at a motel and surgically remove his left testicle. Okay. Now, Alan George Matthews is not a surgeon, nor does he have any kind of medical training. Fair enough. He just uh, thought he'd have a go. Well, I mean, was the the gentleman in question offering uh, financial compensation for this uh, act? Um, Possibly. The Guardian didn't have very much information, so I'm going to go on to the Telegraph, because they're going to be all over this, aren't they? They've got a picture of a scalpel from um, Shutterstock as their lead image, so that's, that's bound to... Um, right, so, the alleged victim had posted a message Thank online you. seeking help as he could not afford to pay for treatment through proper, proper channels. Victim is strong, I would say customer. Yeah. Well, alleged gets me. Either he's had someone surgically hack off one of his testicles, or he hasn't. Well, it's still going through court, I think. Okay. Uh, so he had been kicked in the groin by a horse a few years earlier, uh, after which he had experienced persistent problems with his left testicle. <laughs> you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he couldn't, he couldn't afford to have it done properly, so he met with Alan George Matthews in a motel, at which time Mr Matthews removed the offending organ. So then a week later he went to hospital uh, because the wound got infected, and then the police said, Fuck did this, and he said, "Oh, a guy." Well, I mean, that doesn't internet. sound like the fault of our mate Alan. That that sounds like poor after surgery care by the uh, the alleged victim slash uh, uh, business partner. Yeah, it's pretty silly, isn't it? Mm. 
So he's been charged uh, charged with removing tissue from the body of another without consent or authority. Well, I mean, I think it was quite clear that consent was given. I don't think consent is the issue, but the big word there is authority. Because it turns out just blokes can't remove other people's nuts. Well, I mean, I think this guy clearly demonstrated that that was not true. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, shouldn't. Okay, that's a different matter. Yeah. Um, so he is now on bail and he's coming back to court next month when we hope to bring you an update. That was a fascinating story. Yeah. Yes, thank you very much. Somewhat terrifying. Yeah. I wonder if there's uh, been any news recently about the circumcision ambulance. I'm just going to check. Okay, so while you're doing that, Dan, have you got anything to contribute to this week's episode? Yes. Um, so, we've discussed Pokemon Go before, I think, um, and it turns out that actually there are some intelligent police officers around, um, and they have got quite cunning. Um, so they have created what I believe is called a Pokestop in, um, in the police station, and then sent out special invitations to some people that they'd very much like to talk to, um, to come and use their Pokestop, all for, for free and gratis. Um, I'm not sure if they've actually caught anyone yet, but they, um, they've invited, I think, most of their um, most wanted to, um, to come and see this. This is categorically not true. This is a stupid story that somebody has made up. It's, it's part from the Associated Press, it's not... No, this is a stupid idiot has made this up to try and cash in and get some clicks on because Pokemon is all over the fucking place. Uh, apparently, uh, no, it is. Yeah, it is posted on the Manchester, New Hampshire police Facebook page. Right, so they are trying to get publicity. Well, yes, probably. And Dan has just given it to them. Uh, yes, yes. I, I have a platform. I'm not afraid to use it. Um, uh, but it is uh, like a fake Manchester in America. So, well, everything like, America's. They need everything they can get, really, because. Mm. Like, I didn't even know they existed until now. Mm. I have actually heard of it before now, but anyway. Well, hark at you with your world geography knowledge. Indeed. Hark at me. People should do more harking. I'm not quite sure what, what, how one harks, but um, it sounds pretty cool. It just means listen. Oh, okay, fine. It's a uh, much more exciting word than listen, isn't it? It is. Uh, you couldn't listen the Herald Angels sing, could you? No. So it appears to uh, come from the German. What, the Manchester in America? Yes. All right. So I'm glad that we've all learned that police departments are getting in on the whole uh, using Pokemon for publicity purposes kind of thing. I mean, it's better than churches trying to cash in and realise that for the first time in 400 years, people are actually going there out of choice. Well, yeah, just not necessarily for the right reasons. Well, they'll take what they can get these days, I think. Well, that's fair enough. Excellent. So I'm glad that we've uh, we've addressed the uh, the Pokemon Go elephant in the room because uh, I spent a weekend with people playing Pokemon Go. I wasn't playing Pokemon Go, but lots of the people that I was with were playing Pokemon Go. Um, and the only kind of ray of light was that the phone reception was quite bad, so a lot of the time they couldn't find their Pokemon, and that was quite funny. Fair enough. I take it that it's as facile and vapid as it sounds I, I've been playing it because my four year old is quite interested and if we're out it just gives us something to distract her And but we live not in a town so 
there aren't really any Pokemon or anything. But I can see why it appeals to people. I just it, there's not much to it, but mm. it's just a collection thing, isn't it? People yeah. like collecting stuff. It's better than you know they're not looking at porn for tw- ten minutes of their life. So I suppose that's a, a plus. Well, not if you're Red Tube. They're not. Um, they're not. Well, yeah. Maybe they need to get in on the Pokemon action. Uh, I would Start be amazed if that. one of the porn sites hasn't already done like a, you know, Pornhub Go, where like you just wander around and like there are naked women in places and you have to like collect them. How hmm. did you never realised that augmented reality was going to be like this? That you know you're going to be you know in twenty years in the future when everyone's got AR goggles on and everything and does everything through AR. But basically, you're just going to be walking through like a sea of random naked women and sex scenes, and none of them will be real. Yeah, it's going to be wonderful and disturbing. Wonderfully disturbing. Yes. Yes. So, on the subject of of naked bits of people, yeah, everywhere that seems to have been our running theme throughout this episode. Um, I was quite heartened to see that Channel Four has seemingly returned to its ways of the early 90s where most of the stuff that it had on in the evenings was nudity or violence or drug use in an attempt to attract the young peoples to watch it Mm. um, and have attracted a lot of complaints for their new dating show Naked Attraction uh, after showing nearly 300 penises in one episode. Um, that is a lot now, of penises. I feel I should clarify that when they say nearly 300 penises, um, they mean 282 and not like 299 and a half. Mm. Um, I think uh, like that. 282 seems acceptable to me. Yeah. 300 would be fucking outrageous. Uh, well, they only showed uh, 96 uh, shots of female genitals. Mm. Oh, I see. Uh, so the issue is, is the ratio. Well, it's just classic sexism, isn't it? Mm. Um, now, apparently, the, uh, the purpose of this is to um, you, you basically uh, you choose your dating partner uh, purely by the appearance of their genitals. What? It's okay. How do you like reverse black bar them? Is well, that not literally how Tinder works? Well, you see, from the picture they've posted, it looks like there's basically like frosted glass that like goes from shoulder height upwards. And so you just get a like face full of their junk, and you go, "Yeah, I like the look of that. I'll have me some of that." Ah, oh, so it's um, solicited penis. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's it's, it's oh, very fine. much solicited. It's not just like random people just shoving their cock in your face and going, "Look oh, at that." So it's is the literal opposite of Tinder then. Uh, well, yes. Um, however, a spokesperson for Channel Four said. It aim, the show aims to demystify the rules of sexual attraction for the Tinder generation, uh, which immediately wants to make me murder them for saying mm. that. Yeah, yes, fair enough. So do you get to like give them a little fondle? Um, I don't believe so. I think it's purely based on appearance. Well, that's, um, that's very shallow because it's not just about the appearance, is it? It's texture, smell, taste. There's many factors involved. Well, exactly. And I mean, I, I have to agree with uh, pressure group Media Watch UK, um, whose representative said, Never before have programme makers shown such a blatant contempt for the basic standards, with record levels of explicit nudity serving no particular purpose. It's not like even like the programme was any good to compensate. Yeah, I think that's the issue, isn't it? It's not the fact that they've shown 300 dicks. It's the fact that they've shown 300 dicks 
just for the sake of it and for no, you know, without making something good oh, come happen. Come on, how empty have to be to only want nudity with a purpose? Well, well, I mean, I think I think it, it's probably worth noting that I suspect that they did not have 282 individual penises. Um, oh, I, I suspect there were fewer people than that, but multiple shots of the same penis, possibly from different angles. Oh, well, that hardly counts. Hmm. Well, I mean, cause, because I have to assume that they, like, the show was uh, 48 minutes, yeah, that's so lot. they'd really be going some to get through, like, 282 people. Like, they'd hmm. literally just have to run through shots. It would be, um... Which would like, be quite entertaining. I think, I mean, it would just be the reverse of... What's that Paddy McGuinness one with all the women and they turn off their lights? I don't know. Anyway, that ICV dating show that's a load of shit. But instead of stood behind a podium, they would just have the podium up in front of their face and then the camera would just go along the line and you would shout, stop when you see one you like. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, that's the next logical step, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So did you get to ask the penis a question or something like that? Did they bring in any kind of blind date element? Uh, no, I think again, I think it was purely supposed to be like pure physical attraction to a penis and or boobs and vagina. Okay. I mean, it seems like um, somebody got drunk and said, this is the idea for the programme, and then all of the producers woke up the next morning and that's all they'd written down and it was deadline I mean, I made. think that's like how a lot of TV gets made these days. Well, yeah, but normally you have at least one person who's not a complete knob jockey in the room and unfortunately they didn't have that creative person in that day. Well, or a commissioning editor who says, guys, maybe we shouldn't show 300 pictures of penises in an hour-long programme because the, the regulators might get on our ass about it. Or maybe just all of the other ideas they had were so much worse... I mean, that's like three hundred cocks seem like a the the safe option. Was it Channel Four that did that program where like they got people to have sex in a box and then talk about it? Yeah, fuck box. I think it was called. Okay, I just I I thought it was crashingly unsubtle. Um, I I wanted to just double check. Yeah. Um, So they do have form. Like I said, they took a big break. Like during the nineties, that was pretty much all they did was was you know. Remember, you were trash. Yeah, but Eurotrash was, you know, was a bit kind of tongue-in-cheek. I'm talking more about the stuff where they used to kind of put up the big flashing warning sign before it going, check this out, there's going to be tits in it. Wasn't that the point of Eurotrash? Yeah, but it had silly voices and made fun of people from other countries, so, you know. That's true. So, I, my, yeah, I think, I think my issue with this is it just seems underdeveloped. Mm. I mean, I don't know, not the penises themselves, they... <laughs> They may well have been fully developed. Well, I mean, I didn't they didn't, the article I was reading did not include any footage of the actual penises. I mean, that's, uh, that's by which lazy I mean neither video it? or measurements. <laughs> <laughs> that's and that's that's lazy journalism, isn't it? I mean, you'd think if you're going to have talk about a show that had 282 penises on it, you would talk about footage. At least describe some of them. Oh God! But so you know, I, I think there's there's a good program in there, and. Um, it's yeah. It's not just the amount of penis. It's uh, it's just the it's context. The yeah, yeah. Exactly. If you if you're going to show that many dicks on TV, you better make damn sure you've got a good program to to back it up. So, Blind Date is the obvious um, is the obvious game show to kind of bring into this. So you you ask each penis some questions, and the penis can refer up if uh, it can't speak, which is likely. Hopeful. Um, <laughs> But, you know, sometimes if you squeeze it the right way, you can make it look like it's a mouth that's talking, uh, I'm told. And, and, you know, and then, so, 
But they are saying that they don't want people making choices based on personality. Well, in that case, Blind Date's perfect, nobody yeah. has one. Okay, so Blind Date's the obvious one, but then that's going to run out of steam quite quickly, isn't it? So what other programs could you combine um, just a lot of dicks with? What about The Apprentice? The one well, that, yeah, that's, that's taking it too literally. Mm. Yeah. Rick's got talent. Uh, I, I think you're suffering from the same, same issue. There's, there's already a great amount of penis. I would say a Big Break could be quite interesting. Ah, but you see, it's going to be below the table line most of the time. Not if the penis is used as the cue. I imagine that would be both logistically difficult and painful. Not my problem. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, bullseye, but that's um, a bit dangerous, perhaps. Uh, it's all, it's all, see, this is all very sexist. We need to, um, you know, include the ladies as well. Otherwise, you're just going to get more people on your back about the the quality of your programming. Well, okay, uh, what about the crystal maze? You got somewhere to stuff the gold tokens? I was going to say big crystal maze. I could, I could see the crystal maze working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's not a bad idea at all. I mean, you'd have to get Richard O'Brien back to do it because I'm not putting up with any of this shit with some other person. Ah, oh, fucking hell, Edward Tudorpole. Oh, fuck him. He can go fuck himself. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I, I I think we should get on to Channel Four about that. I mean, why not? Okay, so and. Crystal Maze, I think, was Channel Four, so they yeah, should, uh, yeah, so that, that should work out quite nicely with licensing. But we'll we'll go in. We'll say two words, um, four actually, but we've got to start your pitch with two words because they think, oh, they've cons- they've got it down to two words. This is going to be concise and exciting. Then you hit them with the fact that actually you're going to double that. And uh, anyway, so you say four words: Crystal Maze with dicks and they would just throw money at you I think yeah they wouldn't have a choice really no um, I guess you'd probably have to change some of the zones because uh, I mean what's yeah, there's an obvious erogenous zone joke in there somewhere hmm it's mm, not bad I don't know which zone you'd replace though but, well you could have the erogenous zone you could have the friend zone um the I mean, Aztec Zone doesn't make any sense no. in relation to no. people being naked. But, like, you could just have the woods, couldn't you? Yeah, that's true. And uh, they have to go into the woods and um, you know, jump out at as many passers-by as they can within an allotted time frame to get a crystal. Whilst presumably uh, naked. Well, obviously. Yeah, I mean, that's the entire premise of the show. Yeah. Pay attention, Dan. Um, but I, th- I think it's something we could sell. So, naked, naked crystal maze. Mm. Excellent. Coming soon to uh, Channel Four. It probably is already coming soon, actually, isn't it? Well, yeah, but that means we can just take credit for it. Oh, okay. Oh well, we could sue them. Yeah, yeah. It's also good. Hmm. So, uh, Dan, what's your issue with men walking around without their shirts on? It's bloody disgusting. Um, Fair enough. That's yeah. incredibly uh, sexist and offensive. Yeah. Well, why? You wouldn't complain if women were walking around without their shirts on. Actually, if the female equivalent of the men walking around without their shirts on were walking around shirtless, I would absolutely be complaining. So you're fat shaming? Yes. So what if it was um, a guy who was really ripped and um, muscles all over the place? You wouldn't have an issue with that at all? Yeah, I still would, but for different reasons. Well, that is sexist then. There's, there's endless reasons not to want people to take their clothes off in public. Um, but only if they're men. No, I said they're a subset of women, subset of men. They're a sexist, mate. No, no, I'm I'm just judgmental. 
No, I determine who should be able to take their clothes off in public. And it's quite a small list. Yeah, women. Uh, fit women, that's what you That's what you put, you, you bloody misogynist. All right, well, no one can take their clothes off in public. That'd be but, fine. But then, but then that, that ruins the Crystal Maze. Well, but they're doing it for a TV show, that's different. They'd be on the set. Oh, uh, okay. So uh, you'd be okay with men walking around without their shirts on if they were followed by a film crew? Um, probably not. Unless they're on the TV. Your position is incredibly inconsistent. You, you haven't thought this through at all, mate. I suggest you go you go away and come back to us next week with a set of criteria under which um, you will allow men to have their shirts off. Well, no, I have to do a set of criteria for everyone. Yes. I am yep. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. So, uh, under what circumstances everybody is allowed to take off their clothes, Dan will get back to us. Yep. Next week. Excellent. I think I'm spent. I think I'm spent as well. Well, I mean, I, I warned in advance that I didn't have much to talk about, and it was mostly naked people, so... Yeah, it has been... Um, the nudie show. An absolutely disgusting uh, episode, hasn't it? It really has uh, been non-stop filth, with the, apart from the brief interruption uh, of the e-cigarettes and the bubble industry. Yeah, but even the e-cigarettes, we just ended up talking about putting porn on them. Yeah, that's true. I mean, pretty much uh, Chessington was the only bit of non-filth in there. And that wasn't exactly a good news story, was it? No. Well, I mean... We do... fucked it, I think. Yeah. So, apologies to all of the listeners, new and old. And um, I, I did notice that we um, threw down the gauntlet and told David from Birmingham to come back on if he was man enough. And uh, he hasn't even acknowledged that. So, what does that well, say about him? He answers that question, doesn't it? So, that offer is withdrawn. Mm. And uh, he can shove it up his bollocks. I think possibly the podcast just ended. Yeah, I, I, I basically. I thought we were just pausing for a dramatic effect. Well, we were, and then it stopped being dramatic and started being, what the fuck do I say now? Well, it started as being yeah that that is everything we had to say. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, uh, you've got a short episode this week, um, so you're welcome. Mm. You should be grateful indeed. Hmm. And uh, I guess we'll see you next week. Yeah. Uh, that's the plan. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>